What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company and Lucky Bastard Distillers. Welcome! To the Three Down Greencast, the internet's only unsolicited parental advice podcast. Uh, as you can probably tell off the top, I am not Joel Gasson. I am John Fraser, the normal co-host behind this, the man who does all the work, of course, off with some exciting news, which we'll get into in a moment. First to introduce my co-host on the evening, the one, the only, from the Piffles podcast, at Greg on Sports, Greg McCullough. Greg, thanks for pinch hitting tonight, my friend. Applause to you. I now know how Michael Keaton felt going from uh, Homecoming to uh, Morbius. Um, this un- this universe doesn't feel right. I'm um, a little scared. Uh, uh, Kevin Feige, please bring me back to the MCU. Um, yeah, no, it's great to be here. Uh, if, if we can start, okay, we are 60 seconds into a jewel-free episode and we have a movie reference. I feel that is just the perfect encapsulation of Joel not being around. We can make movie references. We can say it's Morbin time. Because it is Morbin time for this podcast. As I mentioned, Joel is not here. As followers of her, his, hers, uh, his might have seen, uh, Joel and his wife Jenny welcomed a beautiful baby girl into the world this past weekend. Uh, and just, I am like so happy for the two of them. I, I, I know Joel and I haven't discussed it a lot here on this pod. I know his wife opened up about the the struggles they had to have a child, and I know personally him and I talked about that a lot of off air. Uh, he's a private guy, so I won't go too much into it, but I know it's been out there a bit. But for the two of them, I'm just so happy. Uh, Jenny, uh, from all accounts, was an absolute trooper uh, during the labor. So uh, beautiful baby Cadence is the new uh, newest member, I guess, of the Three Down Greencast. And that got me to thinking here, Greg. Uh, you and I are parenting veterans. We are like nationalized Canadians or whatever the hell the CFL is calling us. We've been parents that long. Um, I think we need to give, because that's what everybody wants when they first have a kid. It's just unsolicited advice from other people that have been doing it longer. Uh, and generally try to pretend like they know more than you. Uh, let's give some unsolicited pairing advice. So before I throw to you, uh, mine, make a poop and puke agreement. 
So basically, one parent handles the poop emergencies, one parent handles the puke emergencies. As a guy that can barely pick up my dog's shit without puking, I am the puke guy, even though I know that'll go on for, for much, much longer uh, than Lacey's career as as the poop uh, as the poop person. So, uh, Greg, uh, what kind of advice do you have for Joel and really all parents out there? Cause we have a platform. Um, well, I kind of going to go, uh, follow the same excrement, uh, uh, train of thought as you are, <laughs> um, mine. And I can speak this from experience. Never wear white shorts in public while you're holding a baby. Oh yes, yes, yes. There's a story behind this. I feel I need to hear it. Um, uh, let's just say, I uh, it was the quickest time I ever spent in an Applebee's. Um, <laughs> that's what you get for going to Applebee's. So yeah, yeah, no, holding a young baby Connor on my lap and all of a sudden, oh, I heard a gurgle. That sounded like a lot. And I looked down and yes, it uh, was up his back, out of his shorts, <laughs> all over my nice white golf shorts um and uh, we asked our food to go as soon as the kitchen could get it done uh, <laughs> well that's the worst like there's you can you've always got the spare set of clothes for the kids um but it's rarely you've got the spare set of clothes for yourself uh i've also learned i used to wear a lot of black shirts but like kids especially like they stub their toe or anything they get like exceptionally like snot just like snot coming from all the orifices and they bury their face in your shoulder if you're wearing anything black dark at all it's going to show up on that. And when it dries, it doesn't look like stuff. looks like you've been doing some other activities. Kids are just basically bodily fluids. Like babies are bodily fluids in a like, like soft bag that you must protect. Them. <laughs> That's all they are. They're cute. They're cute. But there's stuff that comes out of their body that is not natural. I am sorry. And the fact that you do not go, oh my God, and just throw it into a bush is because it's cute. So you feel like you need to nurture it. <laughs> well, it's like the number one piece of dad advice I got was uh, before we had Max, before we had our first, was the first poop is going to be blacker than like anything you've ever seen and don't worry about it. So the first few tar poops, if you're out there, if you're expecting... They are, in fact, going to be absolutely terrible. So, uh, welcome to the world of parenting, Joel Gasson. Uh, Greg and I are here to annoy you with our advice because, let's face it, on a serious note, everybody's just going to figure it out their own way. You're going to do what's right for you. And uh, that might be the only correct take I've ever had in the history of this pod, Greg. The, 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 the best advice always is, you're going to find your own way. Not right. every kid's the same. Not every parent's the same. You'll find your way. Just trust that you're going to be a good parent because Lord knows you question yourself a lot, <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> One thing we hell, know I, I got a preteen and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> One thing we know what the hell we're doing with. There is, I didn't think I could pull it off. There's a great old gas and transition right there. Uh, one thing we do know what the hell we're doing, and that's with drinking alcohol with both, with both of us being parents. So for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company and our friends at Lucky Bastard Distillers, Greg, what is in the glass tonight? Typically, this is where on our show, even though we don't do in the glass, we, of course, uh, Churchill Brewing Company is a great company who sponsors us. But yep. today, because um, reasons this weekend, uh, I am drinking Rebellions 89 in honor of uh pride that they did for queen city pride and i hear if you uh open the can if you listen very carefully you can hear fuck john chick 
so what you're saying, Greg, is we shouldn't go out on the street and ask people's opinions on a story that's a week old. Oh, that is... Don't even get me started on that. Like, we have a rant section on our pod. Uh, I can only... You don't want to get me started on that. No, I look forward to uh, listening to that. For me, um, I actually, as usual as I do, I go with a cocktail. So Lacey, for a recipe, I uh, had to buy some mint and some lime. So naturally, I thought to myself, well, I'm not a pirate. I don't have white rum in my house, nor am I a 70-year-old Saskatchewan man. So what I did was I took some of my Lucky Bastard vodka, took some of my Lucky Bastard bitters, muddled in uh, lime, sugar, and mint, made myself a nice mojito. Problem is, it's real strong. So uh, we might get to ask John anything levels of buzzed on this one, Greg. So I might need you to, uh, Gregory, take the wheel. (laughs) Uh, That is probably a bad idea. You know what's not a bad idea? Another gassing-like transition. Let's talk about a football game that happened on Friday you and I were both at, you and I almost yes. ended up sitting together actually at this one. Yeah, so someone blew me off. I wonder who that was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I went up in a bus with people and I didn't want to get separated from them. You know, I don't want to be like, especially with how drunk I was, I didn't want to be like that little kid running around in the Walmart looking for their for, looking for their adult at the end of the night, uh, which probably would have been me. So uh, again, thank you. But you and I were on exact opposite ends of the stadium. So like... We've got the entire view of the field covered, so clearly we are going to have the um, most accurate reporting or something like that. Better than CFL stats, I guarantee you that. Oh, speaking of that, I still, this is now a run, this is not even a gag. I applied to get into their, not their champion sports data, and I even dropped CFL Connect game stats. I even dropped, like, Justin Dunk's name and Three Down Nation, who I barely represent, Um And it's like still pending. This is three weeks ago. But I did notice, Greg, there are finally individual defensive stats up on the website. But there's one fact that they cannot debate. If you go to the website right now, nobody can tell me Greg McCullough is not the CFL stats uh, sacks leader. Well, it's true. Did you see me (laughs) out there? (laughs) Listen, man, I was so pie-eyed by the end of this one. I might have been because it had been a very long time. Well, since 2019, since I had seen the Blue Bombers pull off a win in Regina, that doing to the tune of 45 to 27. Uh, Before we get into the bit, we're going to steal from Gas to honor him here on the pod tonight, as I'm talking like he's dead and not just away with a new baby. Um, It's the same uh, thing, technically. Right. That's you, you will never be awake. You, you're basically no, a zombie. Like you, you, you're, you're a zombie at that point. Like you're not you're not sleeping. You're not you don't feel really feel alive. You're just there. Well, and, and like they were at uh, he was giving me a breakdown of the menu at the uh, Regina General Hospital's Robin's Donuts. There is a Robin's Donuts there that is apparently it? also serves Jamaican food. Ooh. <laughs> I did not have that when I was there. I guarantee you that. No, I heard by the third night him and Jenny were there, he had switched to veggie falafel. And normally I would say you don't make friends with salad, but I get it. Uh, It had been a while. I know at RUH in Saskatoon, the chili dog is to die for. But I say that because I'm a fat guy. But uh, but yeah, before we get to the good, the bad, the dumb, Greg, just some uh, quick encapsulating thoughts there on the game. What did you see uh, through your rider's uh, tinted glasses? Uh, it's amazing how positive everyone has come out of an 18-point loss. I yes. Don't th- I've seen four-point losses where Ryder fans are ready to like burn the stadium down. <laughs> the, fa- the fact that everyone has come out of this game going, 
the Riders are good this year, and they're not wrong. They are good this year. Yeah. But Winnipeg is still, unfortunately, the class of the league. It's just a matter of how good can the Riders be. I think there's a legit shot at second place this year. Yes. Um, They've got, unfortunately, these injuries are starting to pile up already. And But I think... I think there there's hope and it's just weird. Like usually when Ryder fans have this much hope, it's we're ready for a fall. Like we're, we're talking like um, uh, Dan Clark missing a block at the banjo bowl. Darren Durant is out for the season type type yes. of fall is coming. Yes. Now the thing I find fascinating is, I mean, they're one-on-one, which is, I, I think that's kind of, I don't want to call it a dream start. I mean, a dream start would be two and oh, but that's kind of what we all expected. I We thought that obviously they'd win one, lose the other, kind of coming into this to temper the expectations. But I think you're exactly right. I think uh, it's been a long time. And people on social media have come out and called me not a Cody Fajardo guy. I like Cody. You guys did the Jesus Sprinkles thing with him. Like I, I like Cody as a human. I, I will. I, I, I lo- like I say this all the time on our pod. I love him as a man. Like, yeah, the dude legit wanted he like he wanted to be the starting quarterback for Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yes, yes. And unfortunately, it that didn't work out for him. No, I wish not. him the best in Montreal. But Trevor, you can tell the difference between a Trevor Harris led team and a Cody Pajardo team. Yes, I think one of the little things is is when you watch Trevor Harris play, um, you can see him. And I know you're a big New England Patriots fan, and I've been in this space. I've even said he kind of reminds me the way he moves around the pocket of a little bit of Tom Brady. And well, again, he's in, the, he's in the Tom Brady system. He is. And I'm not sitting here and this is not, don't, I mean, I, I have some shitty takes and me, it, it, don't put out John Fraser says that Trevor Harris is the Tom Brady, of the CFL, but watch the way he moves in the pocket. And I don't pretend to know football very well, but I know that that's a lot different than, than Cody. He's just, he's stable. He's calm. So if me calling out his ability to stay stable and calm behind a slightly improved offensive line makes me a Cody hater, then I guess I'm a Cody hater because I like, I like the guy. I just, I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the CFL. I think he can be. I really do. 2019 proved he could be a starter, right? It's did the pandemic unfortunately set him back. Did losing players he was comfortable with set him back. Did the offensive line last year was garbage, no matter who you put behind them. Right. What was all, what were all the sacks on the offensive line? No, unfortunately Cody doing that blind left-hand turn that once everyone got a ton of tape on it, knew exactly what was coming. If you rush him from the right, he's going to do a left-hand turn and right into you. Yeah. So unfortunately for Cody, the defense has caught up with him, but I think he could be. Will that pan out? I don't know. Like he's got the skills, he's got he's got the drive. I just sometimes I do. I I question I question his toughness more than anything, unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, and this is a guy that blocked everybody associated with Three Down Nation. So I mean, but I don't want to get into that. I'm not here to start social media beef or go as far as calling you Greg the Groomer on social media for just standing up for people being good people. I mean, come on, you know I had to bring it up there, but we will leave. Oh. <laughs> that one we will leave at that greg the groomer his name so greg uh to follow the format the good the bad the dumb let's start with the good what out of everything you saw 
in Regina on Friday night in the loss to Winnipeg. What to you stood out as the best, the good? What was your standout performance? Uh, player, uh, team, whatever. What stood out to you it, as the good? It's very easy to point out Trevor Harrison is 400 and some yards. Uh, yeah. don't know exactly don't know exactly what it is because CFL can't make their uh, make up their minds. Um, but, as of right now, it's four seven uh, four thirteen. But with but even then, you take not even you don't take him out of it, obviously. But no Darrell Walker. Yes. No KSB. Yes. You're doing it with Emelis, Tevin Jones, and who is and uh, Bain. Sean, and John Sean Bain Jr. Can I bust out a? Oh, you've come this far to find me. Another movie reference. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> well, Gasson's yeah. not here. We got to fill him uh, in. And don't get me wrong. Bain was signed to to be on this starting line. Mm-hmm. Winicky had a decent game, but like I said, you had Emelis. Well, at first the CFL said he, they had three, uh, three uh, 100-yard receivers with Emelis, Bain, and uh, Tevin Jones. Then they took 20 yards off of... Uh, <laughs> Off MLS, but MLS had three touchdowns. He did, yeah. Franchise record tying for one game. So, how can you not look at that receiving court and go, okay, we got something here? The thing that, and I will probably get to this in bad, the thing that worries me is this run game. It's not what everyone thought it was going to be no. with Hickson and Morrow, with Kelly Jeffries as the offensive coordinator. Yes. Well, what surprised me too is a quick quiz. According to the CFL right now, who was the longest rusher of the game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Greg? Oh, CFL said that? Uh, Kerry Vedvik. <laughs> uh, it was Trevor Harris, actually. Um, yeah. and, and, that was, and that was one thing, actually, uh, for me – I mean, my good is going to be very different from yours because obviously I was there uh, even getting spotted on TV in my Sergio jersey, which not to be surprised. And sorry, any uh, podcast listeners that tried to come by and say hello. I was plastered. Okay, Uh, I was what I would call zesty. So for me, the good and this is my transition to your bad was the Jadarian Grant punt return. That, to me, watching that, I mean, you had Zach Calaris doing his thing again. And, you know, from an outsider, being being a Bomber fan, watching this Ryder team and talking about how they could be good, you take the seven points off the board uh, from that punt return touchdown, and this is a lot closer. Like, I was genuinely... This wasn't one of those games. I mean, the scoreline ends up being 45-27. It's not one of those games that I'm going, like, cruise control the entire way. Like, I thought for sure the Riders kept it close. They played well. 413 yards passing against this Winnipeg defense. They did stop the run, which Winnipeg's known for doing. But uh, to me, the good, as a Bomber fan, the Jadarian Grant touchdown. How good was that? Like, I'm sure even you can admit, Greg, even though it was a bit of a backbreaker, what a great punt return. Heads up play by Grant, hands down. Yeah, I think last week on on our pod, I said a return either by Alfred or Grant is probably going to flip the momentum on this game. Yep. Turned turned out I was right. Went the wrong way <laughs> <Woo>! though. <laughs> it's it's one of those times where I wish it was again, Greg, because you're right about something. We're always wrong. So I I I hate being right about that one, but unfortunately, and can we talk about how long O'Shea had to review every single block? Yeah, there needs to be a time limit on that. I am a hundred percent, hundred percent. There does. Like, 
that that's not fair. And I, I don't know how we get, let's go. And I understand it didn't break my way. In some point it might break my way, but the fact that Milligan got hurt or rolled on that return. And so they went to commercial. So they had the injury timeout mm-hmm. and then they went to commercial break and then they still gave him 20 seconds after they came back from commercial because the clock yep. started. Yep. That is way too much time. There needs to be a time limit on that when a player is either injured or because wait going to by go, going by the snap it does not work in a situation no. like that. No, I, that I would said, agree. That said, I am very impressed that there was not a single block on that. And I I watched it a few times. Like the the I I know the play I know the player they called on it, and I watched. And by my admission, it was ticky tack. Like it could have yeah. went either way. But yeah, uh, no, I. I would agree with you. Now, one thing, and and I always lean a lot into my experience with the National Lacrosse League. And to me, I always compare the CFL to the NLL in a lot of ways. They're both, you know, up and coming, uh, slightly niche sports in terms of North America, right? I mean, obviously, the NLL is the best professional lacrosse you can get, right? But one of the things they absolutely do right, you have 60 seconds after the goal to throw a flag, throw your challenge flag. So anything you want to challenge, even if the play has started, because it's not before the face-off, so they don't hold the face-off. It's boom, score, your 60 seconds starts now. You've got that 60 seconds to get your reviews in, even though the play is moving on. So you don't, the nice thing is you don't have guys like delaying to go take the face-off, d- delaying to, you know, take a snap. Or it doesn't matter if a guy got hurt or rolled up on, right? It's just boom, 60 seconds, and I'd love to see the CFL adopt something like that. Because let's face it. With technology these days and the number of people that you have, you give anybody enough time, you're going to get a chance to look at everything, right? Um, And the other reason I agree with you is the amount of time that that took. Like, yes, the call was ticky-tack. I agree with you. But in the stadium, you know, first you're going nuts. Like, we're going nuts as Bomber fans. And then we see the flag and we're like, okay, yeah, it's your typical, you know, punt return. I don't know how you miss 10 guys and find a way to not pick up a penalty. And the amount of time it took and for, for the officials to even go, because it's not like O'Shea said, I'm challenging that this guy didn't block this guy. O'Shea, the literal in-stadium announcement was, we've reviewed all blocks and there are no illegal blocks. Like, it took way too long. It sapped what could have been a great moment for, or I guess a soul-crushing moment for the riders and a great moment for the Bombers and a great moment for the broadcast. Took it all away because of the CFL's replay rules so i'm with it, you it, on that it completely killed any flow the game had 100 mm-hmm. it did like the game was snappy it was good it was exciting i haven't watched the pvr replay outside of you know the fact that i made the appearance on because i am a narcissist and i'll be the first to admit it um but to me you're right like it just like the stadium was good we were coming out of how like it just was a great vibe it was a great night in regina and past that, it just kind of went flat. So I would agree with you. I do think they need to do something. I do think they need to adopt something like uh, the NLL. So that's our good from two very different sides. The bad, Greg. What was the worst out of from that loss to my Winnipeg Blue Bombers? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. 
Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the easy answer is missing uh, about nine tackles, but uh, on that return. <laughs> uh, ten, but, uh, ten. Brendan McGuire, who filled in for Joel Gasson with the good, the bad, the dumb, count, they said they counted the press box, ten missed tackles on that aforementioned return. Uh, I would also like to throw that that column in the, the dumb part, but I digress. <laughs> um, I, I like you. I like you, Brendan. Just, just yeah. Anyway, we, we got um, to harass people a little bit on this podcast, right? I mean, it's the same coming up in the dumb CKOM's Britain Gray. You're right in my crosshairs, even though I like Britain a lot. I'm a little concerned. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to put this in the bag completely. I'm a little concerned about Brett Lothar. And I got a little, yeah. a little heat. I got a little heat on uh, my Twitter from going, we went from Brett fucking Lothar to fucking Brett Lothar. Um, Cause something hasn't been right since late last season. I don't know if he's fighting an injury, if it's, or I got a lot of, see a lot of chatter that they're blaming Corsac as a new holder. I don't know what it is, but he is shanking kicks that he never used to shank before. Yes. And I went from going anything, under 53 yards, Lothar's got this too. Is he going to make this extra point? And I don't like that feeling. Like that, that, I, that's probably how you felt with Legio. I oh, that, that's exactly it. That is exactly how I felt with Mark Legio. That even the extra points become an adventure, and that's not a good spot to be in as a fan or as a team, right? Because in the CFL, those make a difference. It's the same thing. Like, and, and then for Lothar too. I noticed, and again, stats are are what there are. But even like his his kickoffs didn't quite have the same zip on them, right? Like you saw it last year. He could just hit absolute nukes. Um, according to the CFL stats, which again, take with a grain of salt, 63-yard uh, average. And when you compare that to my boy, a very nice 69-yard average. But you're right. I still hate Chris Jones. I have a new reason to hate Chris Jones, just so everyone knows that. <laughs> and that new reason would be, Greg, you have to say it. Because he cut Sergio. Like, no, you you bury him. You keep him. Like right now, Edmonton is begging for points, and then you got like the best kicker in the league back with the with the best team in the in the league right now. Why? Because <laughs> that's what Chris Jones that, does. That, them not having them not having Sergio made a very good great cup for me. Chris Jones, you're ruining it. <laughs> the great cup MOP or should have been. MLP, that being Mr. Sergio Castillo. Uh, you're right about Lothar, too. When you watch his body language, and again, I don't claim to be an expert on any of this shit, but um, working in a sales job, you kind of learn a thing or two about the way people walk around. They come into your office, they come into the dealership. You know, you just kind of get a feel for that kind of stuff. And Lothar doesn't seem to have that same crushing beers and pill place after he makes a game winner kind of swagger to him. So it does make you wonder, is something wrong? Or was he just that heartbroken from not getting an NFL shot? Like, does that mess with him a little bit? Has something changed? But 
Let's hope he can figure it out. Because again, he's he's literally like uh, unironically, I think the conversation for best kicker in the league, and obviously I'm biased, was between Lothar and Sergio. And don't get me wrong, if it is hard feelings about the NFL, I don't blame him. You got you got Brent uh, uh, Maher out there shanking <laughs> things left and right, and he just keeps on getting jobs. Yeah, oh, you can't make it with the Cowboys, come to the Vikings. Can't make it with the Vikings, come to the Giants. It makes no sense. <laughs> Yet this guy is kicking con- like ab- above par for everything and not even getting a look. It makes no sense. So you want to know something else funny that's uh, that I would call the bad right now because I, I didn't see a lot of bad from my bombers in that game. And I think uh, you and I have the same bad feelings and the 10 missed tackles and, and Brett Lothar. Um, if you actually go, because I was trying to look up to see how many uh, extra points he'd missed this year. Uh, cause I'm not keeping track and I, I have to depend on the CFL's website. If you actually go to his player profile and try to click seasons or game log, there is no link. You simply highlight the word seasons or game log. <laughs> like at what oh, point, at what oh, point gee, are they Oh, genius out? sports. Can your name be more ironic? Well, that's, that's the problem. I mean, we're sitting here doing a dumb little podcast and it is dumb. But, like, I don't even have the ability, while you're talking, to look up the fact how many extra points and field goals that Brett Lothar has made this year. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even want to get into his career. I just want to know how many he's missed this year, and I can't do that. Am I allowed to call that the bad? Because I'm calling that the bad. Because right now, like, trying to, like, Joel anchors this podcast. He's the smart guy. I'm just kind of the dumb guy on this, the reactionary one. You're the smart guy, Greg. I'm just trying to sound smart, and I can't even do that. I can't even tell you how many extra points of breath uh, uh, for the man formerly known as Brett fucking Lowther has made or has missed. Like, they, they well, gotta figure this out. But but t- take the good with the bad, John. At least you can't see how bad your boy Taylor Canelis is doing. <laughs> Did Joel pay you to say that one? He he made sure I made made sure to reference it. That's impressive. That is that is impressive. Yes, uh, your, your boy Corn Pop, my boy Corn Pop, my boy uh, Taylor Cornelius, who I said on this very podcast was going to be. I would rather have him over Cody Fajardo, who I thought was going to be this great thing this year, manages to somehow get shut out in the CFL. He's he's the white Michael Bishop. <laughs> He just needs he just needs to be a third stringer in what was that Madden 2001 Michael Bishop was a third stringer for the New England Patriots. Uh well he was above the depth chart than Tom Brady. That's right. I forgot about that. New England Patriots legend and my boy Taylor Cornelius or because his name really hard to spell and autocorrect doesn't like it. Uh Gas and I have just been referring to him in our text simply as Corn. And, of course, the Tony Kornheiser, for those that love PTI, which I loved PTI growing up. He's forever my boy. And, not, and like, like Sergio's my boy because I actually love that guy. I respect the hell out of him. I respect his journey. We had him on this pod. Love what he does. Legitimately one of my favorite players. Korn is my guy in the sarcastic, he's your boy kind of way. So... Although I did say the riders should have tried. I'm, I'm glad the riders didn't listen to me and uh, try to go get them. So I'm yeah. just glad Montreal went through a ownership shit show and 
we ended up getting Trevor, Trevor Harris, Harris, who's just looked fantastic. Like, I don't think that can be understated. I know we talked about it off the top, but like Trevor Harris just brings some of this football team that they didn't have last year. And it, it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't say swagger, but it's definitely like, you look at that inter- and I'm sure you guys talked about it last week. Cause I don't yeah. listen to anyone because you know, uh, call me arrogant. I'm, we're better than <laughs> <me>. <laughs> I'm just I here li- for shits and giggles, and it's just a drink uh, on a weeknight. I, I I don't listen to anyone else because I don't want to take anyone else's opinion subconsciously. Anyway, right? But so with that entire Ryan Shaw butt sniffer interview, like <laughs> it showed his leadership style. It showed like he's trying to keep things loose. He's trying to think, keep things fun. Like. It's a way you can tell there's a way different locker room feeling this year. Yep. And it's great to see. And you can see it on the sidelines. You can see it in the field. Like the players are playing really well. Yeah. I, and, and I think it starts with leadership. Yeah. So. And well, I would, I would agree with you. Um, I don't like the games around now with are back on Trevor Harris. I don't like the games around him starting or not. Um, Especially in the day and age that this league is so heavily invested in sports betting that <laughs> that that you can come out and just pretend like your starting quarterback's not playing for like for game two of the season. Like I get it if it's a playoff game, but game two and actually like to peel the curtains back a little, mostly to shit talk my friends on the bus. I texted Justin Dunn and I'm like, hey man, I'm on a bus full of rider fans. Can I break their hearts? Is Harris playing? And he's like, I don't think he is. He's a true game time decision. So, like, if that's the intel that the insider of all insiders is getting, you know that was quite the smokescreen. Greg, you were pointing to yourself in the camera because we have cameras for this one. Yeah. Uh, I knew he was playing. How? I got a guy. <laughs> I well, and that's the same reason why I knew Philip Blake had a pec tear, and we talked about it on our show long before the, when the writer said, "Oh yeah, we think it's a strain." No, I knew it was a pec tear, right? Which is which is impressive that kind of like because you guys on the Piffles podcast are kind of like us. It's more of a hobby. We do this for shits and giggles rather than anything. But you've got real sources, so you have far more credibility. Than I, 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 I just don't want to be Justin Dunk. That's the problem. Like, uh, I, I'm, not <laughs> handsome, I'm not handsome enough to be on TV. Nobody is as good looking as Justin Dunk. So there's... there's. I, I knew there was no way Trevor was not playing. And that's... that's and that was funny because I'm just like, like, okay, like, I, I I didn't want to say anything just in case I was right. being led astray. But I knew he was playing. And the entire and the entire lead up to it, I'm like, what's Dickie doing? Because Dickie usually didn't do this last year. Yeah. And now I don't know if they got him media training, but Dickie last year was notorious for his verbal diarrhea, saying things that he probably shouldn't have said. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they got immediate training or he learned his lesson after dealing with Cody Vajardo last year, but the fact that he went no comment and was playing it up all, all week is fine. But the fact that he flat out came out and said it after yeah. the fact, it's like, that's just dumb, man. Yeah. Because now we're not going to take you. It's almost like he undid a lot of the media training. Cause I I'm with you. We were even talking about this last week, how Dickinson, like, I enjoyed Dickinson's openness because I like one of the biggest reasons we never have players on this podcast is I don't want 
the four of you that listen uh, in, you know, in Grammy, Jock, Dave and Doug. Uh, congrats, Doug. You're on the you're on the meme list now. Um, I don't want the four of you that listen to just hear a bunch of hyperbole bullshit. Like you'll get you'll get my kids now. So that's six. We're up to ten. Woo! At, at least this episode. That's right. Well, the Greg, the, the Greg lift drops back off, but, um, and that's a big reason why I don't want to hear stuff. Like I like the honest thoughts and I like that about Dickinson. So uh, to me, I, I get why he's doing it and you're right. Like he got the media training after what happened, but I don't like it. What else didn't we like about this game or should we embrace it as we embrace the dumb here on the three down green cast, Greg, uh, before I get into my dumb, what was your dumb from this last game? Uh, the Kim Mitchell concert, for lack of a better term. Can we both agree on that? That that's our dumb? Because that was my dumb, too. Um, it, I, I DM the guys during halftime. When I mean the guys, I mean my Pipples co-hosts. And I'm like, if they got a Kim Mitchell cover band, do you think anyone would have noticed? No. No. Like, I... I, I and I'm not, I'm not, okay, before people come at me, I am not denying Kim Mitchell's Canadian rock status. Right. That That's not my point. Not at all. But did anyone actually go to the game to see Kim Mitchell? And this is, we've been beating this drum forever on Pipples. These, these con- so this concert yeah. series that they keep on trying to roll and trying to make a big thing. No one's going to the game for these concerts. No, absolutely If, if it's not. LL Cool J, if it's One Direction, Sure, BC's doing it right. They are like yeah. blowing it up, and don't get me wrong; they're probably paying through the teeth for it. But, but no, no one's off. going. To see, it is, but no, no one's going to go see Jess Moskaluk. I'm sorry, no one's going to paying this buying a football ticket to watch Kim Mitchell. No, and I like Kim Mitchell. I like Kim Mitchell's music. Right, I've actually seen him live four or five times. So, um, even Joel and I. You work in Canadian radio long enough, Greg, between Kim Mitchell and Trooper, I'm pretty sure I can name off their set list every single time. Tell you what, I guarantee you, uh, the one summer, I want to say it's the summer of 2005, any small town bar I walked in, I it was like I was following Harlequin around like, oh. like they were the Grateful Dead. Oh, now I just feel bad for you because they're not even a good Canadian rock band, right? Like, speaking of good Canadian rock, one thing, I, and, and, that, and that, Joel and I have talked about this, obviously, but you've brought it up. Um... You're right. There's not a person that bought a ticket to that game because of Kim Mitchell. It was like, hey, cool. I like Kim Mitchell. I'm at the game already. That's a cool bonus for me, right? I think, and 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 again, beating a dead horse a little, we've discussed it. Like, these these teams got to realize, and the riders specifically, like, dads are our age. Like, both of us are 40-ish, sub-40, right? Oh, like. Wow. Right. Like I'm just below 40, but like neither of us want to go see our paying to go see Kim Mitchell. That's when you got to realize you need your again, Montreal to me, Our Lady Peace. I've never seen Our Lady Peace. Are you serious? They are great live. I, I don't doubt that. I want to see They're Our Lady Peace. So good live. And every time they're in town, I am either not there. It's funny. When I was in university, they came by like every three months. Right. And I'm like, I'll see, I'll see them next time. Oh, yep. they're the exchange. I'll see them next time. Oh, they're the owl. I'll see them next time. Now, every time they're here, I'm gone. The the mosaic opening concert, I was in Alberta. <laughs> That's funny, I would kill 
I would kill to see our lady peace. I would love to see them. I would hell, I would kill to see I, I Mother Earth without Edwin. I would see Edwin. Right. Right. Wide mouth Mason. Bring out wide mouth Mason. Bring him it's up. Like, I want to hear Midnight Rain. Yes. 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 And see, that's what I mean though. Like you've got like wide mouth is the perfect, it's cheap. They're from Saskatchewan. Bunch of them are still around. Wide mouth Mason. Like that's the perfect example of stuff that we grew up listening to that guys, that people would buy tickets to and take their kids. The kids have fun. They get their cheese dog or whatever, or their pierogi bowl or whatever the hell I ate during the game. I don't even remember. Uh, but that gets you coming out to the next game because if you could have taken a game like that, with so much back and forth, exciting plays, highlight real plays, and you get if you would have got somebody in the building for a show that they may not have got normally gone into, you probably get picking up some fans. So you're right. The whole thing was dumb. Uh, and I like Kim Mitchell, but the thing that made it dumb for me, and this is my dumb, is now I've been to New Mosaic for a couple big events. I was at uh, the Heritage Classic uh, and obviously here during you know the home opener. The fact that they haven't figured out how to do non-center field acoustics in that place, because I, again, I've seen Kim Mitchell a lot of times. Kim Mitchell sounds way better than he did. He almost did a disservice to him, right? Like, so, so you bring out a guy that's like, yeah, dad, dad rock, woo, Canadian rock. And then you make him sound like shit. Like that ain't bringing anybody to the game. That ain't doing Kim Mitchell any favors. Like, I'm sure he's got his tens of thousands of dollars in the bank. I don't know if he's I'm, still doing radio, but... I'm going to feel really dirty right now. Uh, one second, I got to stretch. Um, so, I give Inaccessible Group Field a lot of shit. Uh, they do have the best acoustics in the league. Um, and... When I was there for the Thunder game against the Rifles last year, I yes. was on the field yeah. with the team. Yeah. And the warm-up music, I could barely think. Yes. That stadium is built great for acoustics. That said, that is the, the CFL's loudest fans is garbage. It's all about acoustics. Yeah. Wow. And it's done very well. And I, I That's won't just... That is the only thing they got right on that stadium. The only thing they got right on that stadium. The foundation's literally cracking, but goddamn, do concerts sound good. Yeah. Mo Mosaic has had that problem since they were built. And I, I don't know if it's because of the cloth, the cloth seal, uh, uh, roof, if it just muffles the sound or what. But yeah, they still have not figured out how to aim those speakers properly. No, no. Well, and I don't I, think they ever will, unfortunately. And, and I'm going to say this as a Bomber fan who's been to many games at both. New Mosaic is the superior fan experience by an absolute mile. But you're right. The acoustics. Because I have been on field. I have been at IG Field. I have been there. I have taken the bus to there. And it's just different. So. I two I'll things give... I got right. Open concourse, even though it it's not wide enough. They need, they need the width of the Mosaic concourse, but open. Yeah. And the acoustics is great. But yeah, the open I love the open concourse idea. They're just too narrow. Yeah. No, you, you, get, you get stuck at you get stuck at the rum hut, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> I mean, me and John Hodge if got stuck at the rum hut and it wasn't a bad time. Uh Greg, you, normally you know I mean. 100 percent Normally we finish on a cold close, 
But I'm going to go back as I'm on, in the driver's seat on this one and just say, hey, Jock, show's over. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.